Welcome to the Improvement Imminent Podcast. I'm Philip Weigel, here with my brother, John Michael. Together, we set out to create a better program that can bridge the gap between gyms and help more athletes improve their fitness. Each week, we ask ourselves, what can we do better? And we challenge each of you to do the same. Our mission is to share our knowledge from our nearly two decades of experience as CrossFit athletes and coaches to help you approach each day's training with more purpose. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Improvement Imminent Podcast. John Michael is still out of town, so I am still flying solo, recording for you guys Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of of the week of, what is this going to be, June 24th, 25th, 26th. So let's get to it. Uh, Monday, we're going to start things off doing some strength work. We're going to begin with 20 minutes to build to a one rep max on a push press. Now, we finished recently an overhead squatting and deadlifting cycle. So we're going to start moving bars overhead and front squatting for the next couple months. Uh, try to put some try to put some gains into, into your movements there. So we're finding what our maxes are. We got to start with that. So one rep max on a push press. And then later in the week, we are going to do a one rep max on a front squat. So that we have those marks to play percentage games with as well as uh, to see our progress on. So after those 20 minutes with a barbell, we're going to get into a workout. It's going to be three rounds for time with a 15-minute cap on it. We're going to do 30 lateral box overs. Um, We want these specifically to be lateral, meaning that you are standing with the box beside you on your left or right-hand side, and you're going to have to jump and move your body sideways in the air. So as you push off the ground, you're going to be pushing up and to the left or right and then land on your box and then hop off it to the side. Um, We want to introduce a little bit more lateral motion because it it tends to be the case that we end up moving uh, without that in CrossFit a lot. We move the barbell, we move our body, and a lot of things seem to be done in our frontal plane. Uh, So we want to start moving side to side. And this is a movement where we can do it. Three rounds of 30 reps of it is quite a few reps. Uh, If you need to go with a shorter box to be able to safely jump and land on it, then set yourself up with a shorter box. We need to make sure that this is something we can effectively do, but we really want to see you guys moving laterally onto and off of that box. Once you finish those 30 reps, you're going to go right into 20 alternating dumbbell snatches with uh, our pretty standard weights of 50 pounds for guys and 35 for ladies. Try to work on letting that alternation happen in the air. So dropping the dumbbell and kind of plucking it out of the air with your other hand as it falls towards the ground. Um, Being smooth there makes you much faster, and doing that transition can help you to better be set to protect your back. The transition on the floor is slow, and it ends up, uh, for most people, causing a lot of back rounding, which ends up lighting up those, those spinal erectors. So let's try to alternate in the air. After those 20 reps, you've got 10 bar muscle-ups. As far as scaling the bar muscle-ups, for this day, we are going to use the scale of 15 knees to elbows. Or if you've got a bar muscle-up and that's just too many of them, it's going to take too long to get through 10 reps each round, uh, 
I suggest that you just do fewer, maybe five or even three reps is a better choice, depending on how advanced your bar muscle up is. It is very good to be practicing it when you are fatigued, when you're in a real world situation or, well, I guess it's not real world, but in a workout situation where you already have your heart rate elevated and there's some stress on the body. It's very good to practice it there, but I don't want you to get overwhelmed with trying to get through 10 reps, right? Play the game that makes sense for you. We want to keep progressing uh, on our own level or towards a new level for ourselves, and that looks different for everybody. So make sure that you're thinking about what's the right volume for you. If it's all 10 bar muscle-ups, do it. Knock them out. But it really shouldn't take much more than a minute and a half to get through those 10 reps. If it's going to take more than a minute and a half or two minutes, uh, then you're, you might start to struggle with that time cap. And we do want to see people finish in this 15-minute uh, capped workout. All right. On to Tuesday, where we are going to kick things off. Well, actually, we're just doing a single workout on Tuesday. It is going to be one of our benchmarks, um, one that a lot of people probably haven't done. I don't think I've programmed it in quite a while. And uh, I know looking at my records, I don't have anything recorded on it. It's uh, it's of uh, 2016's last time I did it. It is Barbara. It's one of the original uh, benchmark girls or or whatever you want to call them wads um five rounds each of which is for time and you get to rest three minutes exactly between your rounds a round is composed of 20 pull-ups 30 push-ups 40 ab mat sit-ups and 50 air squats so you knock through those four movements and then you take three minutes to rest before you do it again um this workout is a good number of reps in the long run. It's all body weight movement. It's all gymnastic stuff. And it kind of encourages you to push the tempo a little bit. Um, none of the movements are really heavy, right? Maybe you're struggling a little bit more with one movement or another. A lot of people will get bogged down with pull-ups if you can't string a ton together. That's fine. Pick quick, small sets and keep yourself moving. Don't get caught up taking long breaks. Same thing goes with the push-ups. If you can't put 20 reps together to start, then then don't. Do quick sets of five. And remember that we can always scale those two movements. We can use bands or go ring rows on the pull-up if that's, if that's a good call. And for the push-up, we can always change the elevation of the hands. So we can do an incline push-up by putting a bar up on the rig uh, or by using a set of parallettes or putting our hands on the box. So pick the right movement for you. Uh, ideally, every round is going to be completed in less than five minutes. Um, if you're going much over that, then you might look at scaling some movements back to make sure that you're getting your intensity uh, elevated where we want it and not just grinding out slower movement. Um, if you are more gymnastically inclined, we'll say, then as well as, well, you have to have some decent capacity to, to handle the breathing that's going to happen. But it's possible to do rounds in under a 330 average. Um, that's definitely possible if somebody moves really well and, uh, and make sure that they don't over fatigue in the first cycle so that they're burnt out by the third, um, even though you've got five to do. So be smart about this one. It is a benchmark, so we're probably going to repeat it uh, in probably about a year's time. 
I think this is one that I want to start throwing in about once a year. So make sure you're putting down good records, record how it went. Uh, I go as far as even writing down some notes about what I did right, what I did wrong. Um, on this one last time, I, I went out too hot on the push-ups and I went too deep in the first cycle. And then that really drastically affected my time in the second, third, fourth, and fifth cycles where I was too fatigued and I couldn't hold good sets together. I ended up doing really small bites of work because I did 25 push-ups in a row in the first round and just over-smoked my shoulders. Uh, so I know going into it this time that I'm probably going to break up that first round a little bit earlier. I'll probably do like 15, 10, 5 to make sure that I don't wear out my shoulders too much. Just that one extra break and not such a long fatiguing set will probably help me uh, when it comes to round 2, 3, and 4, and 5 to stay consistent and try to hold a slightly lower average overall. All right, so get after that one. Have a good time on it and make sure you're paying attention to your results. On to our Wednesday workout, which is going to be uh, some strength work to begin. We are going to do 10 minutes on the minute, a high hang snatch and a low hang snatch. Now, you might remember from this past week, we did some snatch work. We did snatch drops. We did a high hang snatch. And we also did a low hang snatch, uh, or rather a low hang pull to finish. So that was where we got up and around the knee and then exploded with the legs doing our jump into a shrug, um, the pulling part of the lift. Or, or, well, I like to view it more as the pushing part of the lift where the legs are pushing the weight up away from the floor. Um, we did that last week. We worked on skill. We worked on position. Now we're going to try to apply it. Um, so 10 minutes on the minute, you're doing those two lifts, a high hang snatch, and then a low hang snatch. So you're gonna have to push the bar up and catch it two times from two different positions. Uh, we do want to ascend in weight as we go through this, but it really still is not about lifting the heaviest weight. It's about trying to lift very well, very accurately. Um, here's an encouragement I have for a lot of you. I know that at CLE, I've been able to use this on people and have it help them to find uh, better stability and control in their bottom position. If you're somebody who's not very stable in an overhead squat or who struggles to catch a snatch and feel balanced in the bottom, I recommend that you try to do each of these lifts with a two second pause when you've caught that bar in the squat. Making sure that you have control down there is something that you have to, you have to force upon yourself. And doing a two second hold, it means that you're gonna have to gain control. Because in two seconds, if you're slightly out of position, that bar's in front of you or behind you, it will knock you over unless you stand up or adjust your feet. So this is uh, a little call to action for anyone who's struggling with the balance in the bottom. Start doing some catches with a pause. It'll really help you to better understand what it means to catch and be stable and to give you way more control once we do get really heavy with that barbell. Um, like I said, this is not so much about the heaviest load on, uh, on these two lifts today. They're very technical and they require that you drop all the way into that squat to catch the lift itself. So we're probably not gonna lift the heaviest stuff, but we wanna see you guys really chasing that, uh, that high measure of accuracy because that keeps you safe and makes you a more effective lifter and, and really opens up opportunity to put bigger weights on the bar when we do go heavy with this. 
after our work there with the barbell, uh, our workout is quite a simple one. It's kind of styled like the workout Jackie, if you guys are familiar with that one. It's a benchmark. It's a 1K row and then 50 thrusters with just a barbell uh, and then 30 pull-ups to finish. So it's kind of a a sort of sprint workout. You got to hit the row hard and then you got to attack the other two movements. Well, this one we're doing four time. It's a 1K row followed by 35 clean and jerks prescribed at 135 for guys and 95 for ladies. That clean and jerk, it is a clean and then a jerk. So you need to pass through a full squat in the catch of each rep uh, before you can put that rep overhead. You are welcome to use a kind of thruster style jerk. Uh, So for anybody who did the hammy, you'll know how that flows, right? You have to do a... um, a clean and then put the bar overhead. So you use that catch of the uh, of the clean and the squat to kind of set you up to drive up and out. And you're welcome to then re-dip under that bar to catch it with a jerk rather than just doing a thruster itself. Uh, but you do have to go through that full squat. So this is going to be pretty taxing on the legs. Uh, with the row, you got to pick a really smart pace because you can go just a few seconds too fast and really have overcooked the engine. You gotta be smart about this and save a little bit so that as soon as you get off that rower, you can go and start attacking the barbell. Because of how these reps flow and the fact that you've just rowed and there's 35 of those stinking reps with the barbell, I strongly recommend you go quick singles right out the gate. I wouldn't try holding on to that bar. I would pull one, put it overhead, let it fall, and then reset and regrip quickly. Um, 35 reps like that can be done in under four minutes if you're holding a good cycle and you're returning to your bar quickly. Um, I think a lot of people will probably take a little bit longer than that, but we'd really love to see this workout come in sub 10 minutes. And if you look at the row, a 1K row for most of you is probably somewhere between three minutes, 40 seconds, and four minutes and 30 seconds, somewhere in there. So you're going to spend four-ish minutes on that rower, give or take, and then have to start pounding on that barbell. So make sure that you don't come off the rower too exhausted, or that barbell is going to be way more of a struggle than it should be. You should be fluid with it. The more fluid you are, the more energy you're saving. All right, guys. Well, stop back in on Wednesday to catch the second part of the podcast. Uh, please feel free to rate us on iTunes and give us feedback. If there's things we can do better, if there's questions that you have, we'd love to hear from you and we'd love to get some answers out to you until we do. We'll see you guys in the gyms.